0: Greyhound Leader to Trap One. Emergency alert to all radar stations.
1: Thanks for downloading Trap One. My name's Mark McManus. On this episode, I'm delighted to welcome Denise Sutton back to the podcast to talk about the Saranga Conundrum. Hi, Denise.
0: Hi, thank you very much for having me back once again.
1: No problem. So we're, uh, as we reach... Episode 5 or halfway through series 11. How are you enjoying it so far?
0: I'm enjoying it very much. It's interesting. It's uh, doing a lot of things that haven't been done before and doing things in a different way. And um, I'm fascinated to see where it's going. I like the cast. I like the crew. I like the new tiredness exp- interior. Mm-hmm. So, um, and the stories, I think, have been very interesting so far.
1: Any particular favourite?
0: I do think Rose has been the standout so far. Um, It was so beautifully realised with the period details and the rest of it. But I also enjoyed Arachnids Arachnids in the UK. And can I just say what fantastic names some of these stories have had as well. I mean, The Woman Who Fell to Earth. Yeah you know, um, a lot of people, I suppose, wouldn't have heard of the film, The Man Who Fell to Earth, of course, with David David Bowie. Bowie, I mean, great movie if you haven't seen it. I
1: haven't seen it for a long time. I I did try to look for it, actually, before The Woman Who Fell to Earth came out, but um, I couldn't track it down very easily.
0: You haven't seen it?
1: No, I have, but not for a long time. Um, I think probably when I was a teenager. Um, Yeah, I've
0: got it on DVD. It is a... It
1: is a thing of absolute beauty. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but for for me, Rosa as well. Um, I think it's the it's the standout of the series. It's uh, excellent. And, and speaking of the names, uh, they've just announced. I think it's episode uh, seven or eight. Uh, it's called Kablam with an exclamation mark. Which mm. is uh, <laughs> very different again. <laughs>
0: That's going to uh, divide the fans as it? Yeah. <laughs> I can almost see the mock-up um, Target novelisation covers appearing on my Twitter feed. Yeah. Doctor Who and the kablam. Yeah, I don't know.
1: It does sound like actually a comic strip um, type of exclamation, doesn't it? Like the, um, the clack on the, the cover of Invasion of the Dinosaurs.
0: Yes, yeah, it's uh, definitely that. It's interesting. It's well. I wonder what it's going to be about. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. But
1: yeah, it's it's interesting the the way the series has fell. That um, the first half is very sort of front loaded with Chibnall penned episodes, they even co wrote Rosa. Because it seems like all the other writers are in the the latter half that's still to come. So it'd be interesting to see how that changes the tone and everything.
0: Yes, definitely. I don't know if he it was just how he felt comfortable with bedding down the characters properly. Yeah. If that's what he's got, the clear idea of what he wants to have control over. But uh, I try and stay as spoiler-free as possible, you know. I don't tend to know much about the episode before the trailer after the previous week's episode, and that's how I like it.
1: Yeah, I'm the same, and and there's, there's very little to know in this series uh, there's very little released beforehand so it is quite good you're going into a story you don't even know what type of story it's going to be uh. so if you're ready without without further ado
0: yes I am poised
1: if anybody's watching along at home we will press play on the Tsuranga conundrum in three two one
0: and here comes that beautiful title sequence
1: it's great, isn't it? You you liking the um the music and the titles?
0: Yes, yeah, and I absolutely loved the trip through the um time vortex. Uh, yeah, was it last week's episode or two weeks ago? It's so pretty.
1: Yeah, last week I think. Yeah, it looked great, didn't it? Um, I think I mm. forgot to mention that on the uh, on the podcast for Arachnids in the UK. But yeah, absolutely stunning.
0: Yes, almost like a kaleidoscopy kind of effect, almost sort of back to Colin Baker levels of colour. Yeah, in that too.
1: Um, but yeah, instead of just being sort of a tunnel, it was much more kind of three dimensional, before four, fifth dimensional, I guess. Uh, yeah, really, really loved it.
0: Was that a bit of the Death Star I can see in the background yeah. of that junk uh, <laughs> planet back there?
1: Yeah, the the effects here, aren't they? The the realisation this planet absolutely. Mm.
0: So yes. The, I mean, I suppose such things must exist, not just junk planets, but junk galaxies. And yeah. uh, I love that the Doctor is um, trolling for parts there.
1: Yeah, the um, company's got to pay their way a bit now, haven't they, in, uh, in The Keep?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, she got her costume from a charity yeah. shop, and now she's looking for second-hand parts with yeah. metal detectors. <laughs>
1: Uh, I was a bit worried this
0: may, is, Maybe she'll rethink that.
1: Yeah. I was a bit worried this is like modern slavery that she's um, sort of got them all along board and now she's. Uh, they're potentially having to spend months on this planet looking for parts for her.
0: Well, they have just had a nice holiday from the sounds of things.
1: Yeah, that's, so, how, they, that's, uh, that's how they lure you in, though, isn't it? <laughs> all these promises and now it's. uh yeah, I, I think it's. More, I think they're only saved from a life of servitude by this sonic mine.
0: Oh, she wouldn't do that. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure they've got a nice packed lunch at least. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, starting off, <clears throat> seeming to be in real peril, and the doctor is actually physically hurt, which is quite unusual.
1: Yeah, and it, and quite, it lasts quite a long time as well.
0: Mm, I was thinking about that and I was thinking of other times when um, the doctor has been physically incapacitated and obviously he had toothache in the gunfighters and a nasty case of spectrox toxemia in Caves of Androzani Mm -hmm. um, has been rendered old in the leisure hive and things like that. But it's rare that you see the doctor vulnerable in pain for well, certainly as long as this.
1: Yeah, in, in the Matrix sequences in The Deadly Assassin, does he get sort of shot or kind of like a flesh wound or something like that, I think.
0: I think he possibly does, yeah. yeah and, and Almost drowned as well. And,
1: yes, famously, yeah. <laughs> mm. Much to Mary Whitehouse's chagrin.
0: So, yes, the new Doctor... Capable of being hurt, and what did she say? It was her ectospleen.
1: Yeah, that's new, isn't it?
0: Hmm. I mean, we knew she had kidneys because uh, yeah. Peter Capaldi didn't like the colour, but uh,
1: yeah,
0: two hearts and ectospleen.
1: Yeah, and um, a respiratory bypass in there mm. as well. The um, the others don't seem as affected, do they? They are kind of just strolling along behind her, um, not as. Uh,
0: Perhaps they were easier to repair because they're like as life forms, they're easier to uh, they're closer to the humanoids here. Although since we've got a pregnant bloke on board, maybe I don't know. Um, But yes, they made a did a better job of patching up the companions. I guess they are younger.
1: Yeah, that's
0: even Brad.
1: And they haven't got ecto spleens, have they?
0: (laughs) I would hope not. No.
1: I was reading that Bradley Walsh. This is a wig um, that he wears because his hair isn't that grey, so they they put a wig on him to to age him a bit.
0: Okay. Hmm. Or you know, does his public persona—he has dyed hair.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> yes. I mean, he's definitely older than me, isn't he? You know, I'm almost old enough to be. Jodie Whittaker's mum, but I'm not <laughs> I'm not as old as, as Graham there
1: <laughs> So what do you think of the companions so far?
0: I think there is a lot of room for development Yeah um, But yes, they they are sweet, lovely normal people no neuroses, no serious hang-ups, no childhood traumas apart mm-hmm. from things that People could relate to, yeah. so uh, yeah, I, I like them. They're um, a little bit like uh, slightly grown-up versions of Sarah Jane's companions from the Sarah Jane Adventures. But...
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true. I uh, yeah, I was surprised. I suppose when um, Bradley Walsh was announced, I would expected him to be a more comedic character, but uh, he's doing the emotion very well, isn't he? Um,
0: mm-hmm. the... But he's also got it's a dry humour. Yeah. He's also there and um, nice down to earth character. Little bit of sarcasm and irony here and there. It's uh, very nice. Adds a bit of interesting weight to the uh, to the team, which with the other two young characters, I think it needs. Yeah. And the poor doctor has on- only just figuring out that no, she's not. In a hospital, she's
1: on a hospital ship. Yeah, space ambulance. Mm. I thought this unusual was... for her
0: to miss a trick like that. But
1: yes, yeah. I thought this was going to build to something—the fear about the TARDIS being left on the junk planet—that uh, there might be a cliffhanger where it was missing or something like that when they got back
0: well they haven't got so. that yet have they So, no. but they, she's already lost it once this season
1: yeah I think that's what it relates to isn't it the fact that she was without it mm. for a bit that there's still a little bit of anxiety
0: oh uh, definitely I mean wouldn't you have yes bad enough when she temporarily loses her sonic you know yeah
1: so the, the actress here that plays um, Mably uh, is Lois Chimimba she was in uh, another BBC drama with Geordie Whittaker that was on, I think, uh, earlier this year or late last year, called Trust Me.
0: Oh, that was the one where she was pretending to be a doctor.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: I, I didn't. I didn't have time to watch that in the end, but I did intend to.
1: Yeah, it was quite good. Prior
0: to this, I'd only seen her in Broadchurch.
1: Right. I didn't see Broadchurch, uh, but I, I watched her in Trust Me, where she was the the main uh, character. Um, and yeah, this um, actor was, I think, another doctor or a nurse, I can't quite remember, definitely like in the kind of another medical person. So uh, she's uh, got some. So she's uh, not
0: typecast at all, is no, she? No, <laughs> <laughs> she's
1: got some experience for this. Uh, this um, this control room, it occurred to me, because uh, you know, everything was so tightly under wraps before the series came mm. out. Um, it'd have been a temptation if you were Chris Chimnall, to sort of leak a picture of this. Um, to trick people into thinking it was the new TARDIS because it's got that sort of uh, console in the middle of a a white room
0: I see what you mean (laughs) but yes I mean the ship is very beautiful and it's beautifully lit although uh, what a horrible way to run what is basically an ambulance service deviate from the course, oh we'll blow you up (laughs) too many critters on board, oh we'll blow you up you know I mean that would be like the St John's ambulance blowing somebody up if they took a wrong turning. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: It's a horrible situation, but very beautiful star maps and displays. And
1: uh, yeah, and it just kind of looks sterile as well, doesn't it? Like, um, like a mm. shit would. Um, this actor, I'm not. He it looks kind of looks familiar, but I don't really know what I've seen him in.
0: No, no, he's um. It doesn't last too long this episode. No. It's very tall.
1: Yeah.
0: I like the um, lights on their fingers. and
1: Yeah. Yeah, you get that. You know,
0: the text the that they have, it's not necessarily referred to. It's just part of the equipment that they have.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's very sort of Apple as well, isn't it? Um, the, which touch screen and white and everything's smooth and cool looking Mm. and then uh, something's got inside the ship it's a little bit alien this isn't it when they can just see something moving around on the scanners
0: yes yeah I mean that was one of the things that occurred to me it's a base under siege but also actually it's a ship under siege very much like alien and something that is very difficult to kill or touch or deal with
1: mm. a little bit cuter than the xenomorph the isn't it
0: <laughs> well yeah it's like yeah. um jones the cat
1: decided yeah. to create some trouble <laughs> instead
0: mm. somebody's written a book haven't they it's about um the alien stories told from jones's perspective i'm quite tempted to have ah, a read of that i haven't
1: seen that that sounds cool But yes. Um, I still haven't seen the most recent alien film to be honest. Uh, is it Covenant?
0: No, no, I haven't either. It's one of those things where I like the original idea, but I haven't really absorbed myself in all of the franchise. So no. I think the original film is an absolute classic. Yeah. The others maybe not quite so much.
1: I love the second one as well. I think I think I love the first two equally. They're very different sort of styles and genres, even. But um, I think they, yeah, I think they're both great. Uh, and here's another. Uh, she's getting the um, the little communications, another sort of um, mm. implant that we're getting in this series, some kind of technological interface that's been uh, been a hallmark of a lot of the episodes. Yep. None of
0: that lot are ever getting through airport security again. No. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you've got to make the most of travelling in the TARDIS because they're not not seeing Mm. much of the world afterwards.
0: Uh, I think the um, android character is very well realised. Yeah, he has some nice lines and um, looks like the kind of AI that people would accept.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's sort of human enough, isn't he? But uh, Mm. but yeah, just moves that little bit unusually.
0: Yes, based on the guy from Mr. Robot, probably.
1: I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this um, the guy here playing um, Durkis, um is an actor called Ben Bailey-Smith. But I think he normally goes by Doc Brown. I think a main, uh, main thing I've seen him in before is the David Brent film. Okay. Um, and a, a Children in Need, um, a kind of really funny music video he did with Ricky Gervais as well, um, I think a few years before that. Uh, it's called Equality Street that's it's quite funny he's um, in real life is the younger brother of the author Zadie Smith
0: oh right okay
1: uh, I haven't read yeah, any of her heard... stuff but I know she's a well-known author so she's you know, seen her stuff a lot she books, but...
0: is yeah I think um, I heard a podcast that she did with um, Adam Buxton you know his ah, podcast
1: yes I love, I love yeah. Adam Buxton mm. stuff yeah
0: and that's a nice jacket that he's got on as well yeah. My David does look good in a jacket like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit 80s, but it's all right. It's a little
1: bit like a, um, like what kind of Star Wars, sort of like uh, mm. X-wing pilots or technicians would wear, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it, it suits his character very well. Yeah. Engineer, but flight engineer, so mm. yes.
1: Yeah, lots of kind of handy pockets and things like that. Mm.
0: So we're about to encounter the... It's a a Monty Python noise, isn't
1: it?
0: (laughs) Yes, very much so.
1: Yeah, you have absolutely annoyed. um, These (laughs) scenes
0: with the escape pods, it took me back to another episode that we podcasted about 42. Yeah. And there's only, it ends a little bit better for Martha.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I think um, with this, obviously, the the podcast has already been jettisoned when the doctor finds it here. Mm. But I think we'd have we'd have understood the peril once um, Astos is in there if we'd known that uh, as soon as it's jettisoned, it'll hit something and blow up. Because he yeah. thought, well, he's he's going to get jettisoned, but it's a life pod; it's he's going to be fine.
0: <laughs> mm. um,
1: but yeah, not realizing, of course, that I mean they're not particularly well designed life bonds, I think. If well you, I, I you think um, an any eye sort eye.
0: of shielding or um, sort of I sort of collision avoidance systems that it may have had have been disabled so uh yeah nice. oh, really uh, he's just oh, gonna yeah. twat, twat into something yeah. to blow up. Yeah. <laughs> if you'll excuse the expression <laughs> so i'm
1: gonna have to put the explicit warning on this now
0: <laughs> you, oh i'm so sorry he's you, going to bump into something a little bit too <laughs> harshly and you, it's going to go
1: Bing! Uh, Yes. Um, I usually only have to put that on when John Feeton is on the podcast.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, he says what he likes and he likes what he bloody well says because he's a Yorkshireman. (laughs) Hello, John.
1: Yes, hopefully the Highlanders are are going to start podcasting Series 11 soon.
0: It's been really nice that they've been podcasting Season 3 because that's where I've been watching recently as well, so it's been quite good synchronicity there. Yeah.
1: Yes, yeah, so they're my go-to gardening podcast, ah, strangely really. enough. Uh, so, yeah, that's, uh, um, that's Astos blowing up. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. there was a line, actually, that did say the internal controls are broken. So that um, I thought it was just a poor design. I thought they just uh, flung them out into space and uh, <laughs> hoped for the best.
0: I'd hoped that there was nothing else around.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so the first
0: thing we see is its bottom, which Yeah.
1: <laughs> Yeah, nice little detail. It's got a little vestigial sort of tail and stuff, is not it? So. Mm. The first thing... And it, you it, can
0: see right down its throat as well.
1: Yeah. The first thing that it reminded me of was um, Stitch from Lilo and Stitch, you know, the Disney film, um, which isn't that was... a lot of people were making that point on Twitter as well. mm
0: well, He certainly looks a little bit familiar, I think, um...
1: Yeah, this um, this yeah, definitely kind of influences and stuff. It's uh, it's all uh, kind of the way he snarls at them is, uh, is great. It a little bit reminded me of that uh, that doll from Terror of the Autons as well.
0: Oh yes, yeah. A little kind
1: of troll thing that comes to life and and kills the the woman in the kitchen.
0: What they would have liked to have had. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the a CGI to make that as yeah. scary as.
1: <laughs> maybe when they when maybe when that um, uh, season eight comes out on Blu-ray, maybe yeah.
0: <laughs> so, oh no, they sh- they really shouldn't mess with that. No. No. <laughs> I'm old school in that way. Yeah. I mean, yes, stick a few extra Daleks in Day of the Daleks if you absolutely must, but you know, just uh, don't redesign the creatures. No.
1: No, it's nice to have the options with those where you get the um, the updated some of the uh, the effect shots and things. So uh, Suzanne Packer plays Eve Cicero. Um, she's the older sister of Colin Jackson, the champion sprint hurdler. Wow! Yeah. Lots
0: of high achieving families.
1: There is, yeah, the. Uh, These are the sort of uh, less famous siblings in this episode. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I liked her character. That sort of uh... it's um, when uh, we'll see in a minute when the Doctor. Oh, it was early on, wasn't it? The Doctor meets her and and recognizes her, especially after the Twelfth Doctor. I think it's unusual for Mm -hmm. her. To because uh, she's quite impressed, isn't she, whereas you know the, with the toth doctor, he had that kind of thing against soldiers um,
0: yes didn't like yeah, them. he did, but then, of course, the doctor also has to mention that she's mentioned in the same uh, yeah <laughs> in the same book,
1: yeah, I did like that, yeah, actually to volume, yeah
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then uh, I saw on twitter, but i it, it's sort of almost too quick to see on there there's lots of other aliens that it um. The, the small pictures of before they oh, get to the pitting and
0: this was a weird thing wasn't it as well you know the level of peril yeah as in uh, you know it's worn up from beetroot yeah yeah
1: um, it's like that move alert thing isn't it from um, the empty child mm, just uh, having different standards and and different levels of stuff yes civilizations
0: so, so you know, they have a very confused idea about Earth vegetables.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, because there's the avocado pear thing later on as well, isn't there?
0: Yeah. Mm. Uh,
1: yeah, so, so we find the, out. Now
0: they're setting out all of the problems with how difficult it is to deal with earth ting. Basically, don't. Yeah. So here's the conundrum. How on earth do we deal with all of this without... Being blown
1: up by RHQ. Mm. By Rhesus 4. Yeah. So the subtitles oh. aren't putting the um, inverted comma in Pating, which everything else I've seen is. let's uh, sound that in. <clears throat> I mean, it's one of those aliens suppose- that's not in it as much as you think, as well, for the CGI, because the little um, kind of ventilation shaft shot there, you only saw its shadow, didn't you?
0: yeah yeah I was a little bit confused about um the creature because it's eating metal, but it's attracted towards energy. so mm. um, so I was a little bit confused about what it actually lives on.
1: Yeah must have quite a fast metabolism because it's uh, it's eating more than its own body weight quite regularly.
0: Mm. I thought this was interesting boys giving birth to boys and girls giving birth to girls
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) and then uh, yeah because later on when he's giving birth it's by um, cesarean isn't it Mm. so it makes you think it's not naturally occurring thing it must be some kind of augmentation or something in their species I guess
0: yeah, because you can't have evolved like that. No. Because you wouldn't have had the technology to deal with it, so... Um,
1: yeah, yeah. even though there's no... Uh, he said that he's got no feeling there Where when they, when they came yeah. to him, but, um, yeah, before kind of knives or anything were invented, how would they have... Uh, yeah, uh,
0: a bloke would have got pregnant and he either would have just burst out alien-style. Yeah. Or, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, or clawed its own way out, I don't know. But mm-hmm. it looked like a um, generic, cute baby to me, so probably wouldn't have been able
1: to do that. Yeah, I did wonder there if, if there was going to be something that, um, in some way, the baby was going to be the solution uh, to the problem.
0: No, I mean, I think... Uh, just looking at the plot structure, the baby is something for Ryan and Graham to do. Yeah. Otherwise they would have been slightly spare party in this, uh, episode, yeah. I
1: think. It does get a little bit like that later on. And, and like last week in Arachnids in the UK, there's a few scenes where it's just a huge group of people walking around together. Um, yeah. they do, uh, they do then kind of go off a bit in this one and do their own thing. But, uh, they, they, the crew don't the TARDIS crew don't spend that much time apart do they which probably in in older stories um, where you've got more characters yeah. they'll be apart for quite a lot of the story doing you know kind of doing different strands they, they that's stems.
0: right yes some would be captured and some would be off exploring other things and some would just be asleep in the TARDIS before yeah.
1: episode <laughs> yeah um, this is they, they spend most of the time together don't they Mm. <laughs> Get a little bit more. But then there,
0: are, there aren't many characters on this ship, and
1: uh... yeah, yeah, it's quite an enclosed environment. I suppose the hotel was as well, wasn't it last week? Mm. So this is pretty sad with with Ryan's backstory here about his mom. Yes.
0: Yeah, it is.
1: Uh, there's obviously a lot of foreshadowing for his, his dad turning up. I guess later in the series as well. Because uh, he got the yeah. like, last week and then. Um, all the kind of parallels that he sees with uh, with the pregnant man here, and saying that he wouldn't be ready for to be a father, although his father was his age when he was born.
0: Yeah, I mean that's right. You have to wait until you're ready, don't you? So uh, if indeed you ever are, it doesn't yeah. mean uh, nothing to do with immaturity. Mm. You don't have to produce a child at the earliest available opportunity, do you? So, no. Uh,
1: I think yeah, they're laying a lot of groundwork for, for his dad appearing.
0: Mm.
1: The uh, you, you only see it move really quickly the the pitting on the on the scanner, don't you? You don't yes. see it in person moving that quickly. Yeah. This bit where the the doctor is is talking about coming up with solutions really reminded me of heaven sent um about where she says kind of you know like imagining and and hoping for the solution um the whole thing in heaven sent where he would go into the sort of mind tardis and assume he survived and then work out how
0: he did it yes i mean this is something that she's also communicating not just to um to this character, but also, it's sort of been how she's been communicating with the TARDIS crew so far this episode as well, encouraging them to ask the right questions, to mm. apply the knowledge that they've achieved that they've acquired from other places, to figure out solutions to problems. So she's she's very much got a almost a teacher role.
1: Yeah. To- <clears throat> yeah. there's a bit later on where she says um, to Yaz, "It's like a hundred points." and I, I am keeping score here <laughs> for, all, for all of you yeah. and this is the uh, sort of line to the system
0: mm. yes if Rhesus1 finds out that we a hospital ship have something infectious or unpleasant on board yeah. then they'll just <laughs> blow us up yeah yeah um. <laughs>
1: Ruthless, isn't it? In the future,
0: it really, really is. Mm.
1: It's a slightly surprising. I mean, it's quite good when the, the doctor hasn't already heard of everything when she arrives. Um, but it's surprising that she hasn't heard of a pating when the the general that she already knows, who's famous, had a, an entire fleet wiped out by them.
0: Yeah, she said she needs to spend more time in the 67th century. Yeah. True. Here it comes, moving pretty fast. Yeah. I like this bit, just sort of, okay, I'm going down (laughs) there.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's like the Tasmanian Devil, isn't it? It's just kind of... uh, Mm. Of running around, this is a nice set they're on now. This, uh, it's kind of main room, good sort of strolling around space while she, like she says, she does the Poirot a bit. It's
0: one of the few rooms that's actually got some chairs in it as well, yeah. You know,
1: The guy, the the, the pregnant guy, he does give a good performance here. (laughs) Mm,
0: Yeah, he's a good comic relief. Yeah. Dumb.
1: The worst possible position to be in. (laughs) Yeah, she pulls great faces as well, Jodie Whittaker. uh, I think when you're watching it as well with subtitles on, you you appreciate the performance even more. Some of the faces Mm. she pulls.
0: Yes, yeah, she gives she good sneer when she doesn't
1: like something. Yeah. And then uh, I think it was earlier on when, um, I can't remember the character's name, the, the guy who's pregnant, um, when he says he's pregnant and she's like, oh! Just <laughs> <laughs> a real uh, kind of happy face. So this is the first time we've had Stasers mentioned in, in the new series. I can't remember if they were in if they were in hell-bent, because they're normally on Gallifrey, aren't they, Stasers? It's what the, uh, uh, the uh, what are they called? The um, the Citadel Guards, or whatever they're called. The, uh, I can't think what they're called now. The cast <clears> and that lot. They they use Stasers, don't they? I don't know if yes, in, yes, um, I
0: think they do, but I thought it was more of a generic word, didn't they? Don't they have, oh, well, they have some phases, don't they, in Star Trek?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, can, I might be wrong I, I can only really remember them talking about stasers on Gallifrey but I suppose they um, during the time war the the weapons could have got uh, spread out a bit more and stolen or sold or whatever mm. yeah this is uh, Ryan and Graham going off now to uh,
0: to, to be Judas uh,
1: yeah Yeah, that gives them something to do for the rest of the episode, as you say. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, again, he's got quite a big group wandering around, haven't we? Which is a bit like arachnids in the UK.
0: Well, they do have to stick together in the face of these sort of strange monsters, giant (laughs) spiders, and uh, kings. Oh, and here is well. This is best seen in the episode for me with the antimatter with that drive. Absolutely stunning particle accelerator, mm-hmm. antimatter drive. I mean, that could have also been leaked as a potential TARDIS console room.
1: Yeah, because that one. Yeah, it even looks like a bit a bit like the time rotor, doesn't it?
0: Mm.
1: Yeah, I think if I'd been Chibnall, I would have been very tempted to do that. <laughs> especially um the scene with the doctor standing in front of it and and looking really awestruck uh that would have been uh, yeah quite a temptation
0: but uh, there wouldn't be a custard cream dispenser
1: no <laughs> but yeah you could have uh, you could could have got everyone whipped up into a frenzy uh, and then it would just uh pulled out rug out from under them when the actual console was was finally un- unveiled yeah it's a nice scene the way she's describing how it works
0: genuine love of physics, genuine love of science and trying to communicate that in the same way that Brian Cox does or the way David Attenborough talked about animals It's uh, yeah. hopefully inspiring people to get an interest in science because she's explaining it in a way that's understandable and mm-hmm. no techno babble, no gobbledygook just generate heat heat for thrust
1: mm-hmm. yeah and they don't uh, so they uh, mention here that Ronan will be able to touch the pating but he, he doesn't actually do it does he because they've got the, the blanket.
0: One of the things I like about Yaz's character is a lot of things are just assumed because of her police training, like when she was uh, doing Rosa Parks' timeline, you know, just doing that because obviously as a policewoman, she's been trained to do that. She yeah. knows how to use a weapon because, uh, because she's a policewoman. So there's certain things that the doctor just leaves to her, yeah. assuming she knows what she's doing.
1: And and with communicating with people as well, when she's talking to Angstrom in the Ghost Monument, um, sort of drawing out a bit of her story, you feel like that's her police training coming in as well, I think. Mm.
0: Yeah,
1: it's this is where we find out that um, General Cicero isn't as, is not as is moral and she's making out.
0: Yes, she's uh, got a disease that means she can't do what she's supposed to be doing, yes.
1: Yeah. I like these bits for the doctor as well, that um, when she says, how do you know I was using the adrenaline blockers? And she said, well, you know, she, she just ran past really quickly, but she's got amazing hearing, so mm. she picked up what they were talking about. Um, and then earlier on when she first came round after the sonic mind blast, um, Astos said something like oh that's weird why are they doing that um, and it sort of came back to her later on she said right why did you say that what was that about it's, uh, it shows that kind of uh, nothing escapes her attention and she she does have sort of heightened senses and things like that
0: yes with everything else that's going on she still picks up on something that isn't right
1: yeah so yeah we find out that uh, General Cicero has got Pilate's heart Hmm.
0: It's, I have uh, to excuse my cat, she's meowing in the background now, because oh. David's <laughs> just come home, and she wants some attention.
1: <laughs> nice to, again, like the, um, the podcast on the Highlanders podcast, nice to have her. A, a yes. Yeah.
0: Lola the podcast.
1: Yeah. Well,
0: this is, this is pause, I don't think she's been a podcat before, pause. but uh. breathe deep cockle yeah i never heard anyone called cockle
1: before is
0: that a cockney rhyming slang
1: thing or I don't know It's um, I, don't, I don't know if I've heard it before he does um, he does go more cockney in certain times doesn't he mm. is. Yeah, yeah so know what they're saying here when they say about a birth bud he said the birth bud isn't running because there's no power
0: mm.
1: <laughs> not sure what that is but it's uh, something that's going to make it a bit, a bit easier for him yep uh, but um, yeah a bit of a shock is the uh, the, um, the pregnancy only lasts a week
0: mm. so
1: not much time to prepare <laughs> not much time to arrange paternity leave and stuff like that is it
0: absolutely
1: not yeah this is cool when the um, the pating starts coming through the floor as well this is when we just start watching the episode, and it's uh, <laughs> yeah, when it's a cool bit as well. It's really, it's really beautifully lit, isn't it? Where the the lights mm. coming from the antimatter drive, and
0: and yes, yeah, the stazer beams are also very pretty. And I do love the uh, dropkick. Yeah, <laughs> down the corridor with you, mate.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think that bit was on the trailer, wasn't it? Um, obviously, couldn't have had any idea what it was uh, at that <laughs> point. Uh, the stazers are a bit like the, uh, the the guns from Ghostbusters, aren't they? That kind of where it's not a straight beam; it's like a kind of a lightning bolt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't. Um, I didn't think the general was going to make it at this point. Once she's uh, once she's plugged into the ship, and uh, he's asking if uh, if she's well enough.
0: Yeah, sometimes you can tell that someone's maybe not going to make the uh, episode. Mm.
1: Yeah, it shows the, um, the technology's not, not quite there in the future, is it? If um, This is obviously a, the pilot's heart. is obviously quite a common problem that, uh, that they come yeah. across.
0: So it's draining the lights and the power and the sonic screwdriver... Drains everything it eats. Mm-hmm. It's not just feasting on the metal; it's feasting on the energy. Mm. But, uh,
1: it's great the way she works works the fart like this. It's quite sort of David Tennant, I think, isn't it? That um, that with things coming to them and in uh, the reaction. So I imagine this is one of the scenes that you're quite self-conscious as an actor sort of standing there with uh, waving your arms around with lights oh, on. Oh,
0: yeah. Mm.
1: Jodie got does great um, kind of uh, shaky floor acting in that as well, doesn't she? Uh, you wonder, if she just kind of wobble the camera that she uh, <laughs> gives the sense she's just staying on her feet?
0: Yeah, she she is a very, very good physical actor, and the mm. costume that she has really enhances the way she moves the sort of gangliness and uh, with yeah. the long coat and the short trousers and the crazy boots and
1: it's a cool looking silhouette as well
0: yeah uh, it's very just, distinctive
1: yeah it's what you want from the doctor i think they've um released the or oh, not really, released for pre-order i think the the first um action figures or the the five and a half inch action figures i know there's been like quite a uh, a bigger one, like maybe a ten-inch one, has been released. But uh, ones that will be in scale with the with the other ones, uh, they've released some photos today.
0: So yes, I saw there. that. Yes, uh, I don't do the dollies myself, but uh, they make people happy.
1: So. Yeah, I, I've got a few. I don't have many. I've got all the doctors, so I need to get that to. Um, mm. to, to I've got all thirteen or fourteen. Um, um, but yeah, apart from that, I've got a couple of Daleks and Cybermen and, and the odd other one. Got the Brigadier.
0: And the Sonic has rebooted itself. Yeah. And it uh, matches quite well the um, anti-matter drive.
1: Yeah, it's the same sort of yellow light, isn't it?
0: Custody yellow
1: colour, yes. Mm. Yeah, it's a cool-looking Sonic screwdriver. I hadn't really seen any of the toys or anything close up until um, uh, Saturday. I was at the big finish day. It's all on there. Yeah, uh, it's, uh, it's a cool-looking device.
0: Oh, there's a good line coming up here. But Are you also experiencing comprehension yes. deficiency?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to take that with me into the workplace, actually. Yeah. <laughs> comprehension deficiency occurs quite yeah. often when you work for who I work for <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so start... yeah, so at this point I had to out what the doctor was going to do
1: yeah you start to see the plan here
0: mm.
1: it's, uh, carrying it very tentatively while the, the ship rocks around yeah and then the last few minutes with um, Eve and Dirkus together
0: Mm. and finally
1: her heart can't take it anymore yeah yeah it says a burst of adrenaline around her heart So she gets get a big burst and that's um, that's going to be it for her so yeah I guess mm. um, the the situation isn't going to help that um, yeah I like this as well the um, choose a number between 1 and 100 um, <laughs> it's it's um, it's pretty lucky that it works out <laughs> the way it does. Yes. Um, although I guess. Yeah, they'll could... give a
0: higher number if she ever asked it to do that
1: again. Yeah, I guess she could. She changed it remotely with the sonic screwdriver, so if they run out of time, yeah. I guess they could uh, they could crank it back up again. Uh, so when she talks about Hamilton here, about the 900 um, performances, um, yeah. I think uh, this was on Twitter. I think it was BBC America had. Um, Put something on about, um, oh, I've forgotten the, the guy's name that that wrote it. Um, Lin Manuel Miranda. Uh, they talked about like a future performance with a robotic version of him, and he retweeted it with some some of the lines from Hamilton, but with kind of bleeps and bloops in it. <laughs> uh, so that was pretty cool. I haven't seen Hamilton, but it's it's supposed to be amazing. I, I like, I'd love to see it sometimes Yes.
0: Yeah. I'm- I would like to see it as well, I think, I'm um, not sure if they've done a Norwegian production yet. Mm. Yeah.
1: yeah, Ryan and Graham's reaction here when they uh, <laughs> explain how they're mm. going to
0: do it. Looked away during the squeamish bits of Cold midwives. So. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's not a program we've ever watched. Um, have you seen that?
0: No, it's so far removed from being my sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm a Twin Peaks Doctor Who um, yeah. kind of a person. That's no. yeah,
1: it's quite it's for the heartbeat crowd, isn't it? Mm. That sort of. Uh, well, and here
0: uh, comes the petite. Yeah. Uh, Looks like. Oh, what have you got for me there? Yeah. <laughs>
1: It's the way it just sort of wanders along, but every time it looks at them, it it scowls and growls and stuff.
0: Mm. Like a very, very grumpy toddler.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yoss, he's left it a bit late now, isn't he? So I don't want the baby. (laughs) Yeah, it's a good scene for Ryan, I think, isn't it? Uh,
0: Mm.
1: Giving him that talk. There he goes.
0: Mm.
1: it's quite like an animal isn't it when it's sort of um, kind of moving towards something it's not sure about
0: oh absolutely loved the explosion in its tummy didn't it
1: yeah <laughs> it's got that kind of ready breath glow now
0: mmm really yeah. good curry yeah <laughs> So he didn't really mind being expelled from the
1: ship. No, he doesn't need oxygen. He uh, can survive the vacuum of space. Uh,
0: he's so. got a nice explosion going on in his belly.
1: He's good. Yeah. He was moving at some lick when he, he caught up with the ship. I, I kind of thought somebody had fired him at them. Or, I wonder how he um, it was like a big catapult or something like that, fired himself mm. after them. He's, yes, uh, how how he actually
0: propels himself in a vacuum is a good question. Yeah,
1: not even have
0: a, he doesn't even
1: have a cricket ball. No, does he? <laughs> he does stuff. Especially the speed he was going. Yeah, he, he must have. Mm. Uh, he must have some means of doing that. And then just as uh, just as Eve Cicero passes away, the baby's born. It's the circle of life. They don't show you too much here, Dan, and then the um, the baby's pretty clean. Yeah.
0: Two umbilical cords. Mm. To... Yes, A good run. acting from
1: that baby there. Yeah. Very good. Not bad getting your first Doctor Who role at that age, is it?
0: Absolutely, yes. They'll be going to conventions
1: from the age of <laughs> 15 onwards. Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
0: <laughs> 25 quid for his autograph. Yeah. <laughs> So the underachieving younger brother comes through in the end and saves the day yeah
1: made a proud at the end
0: mm. so obviously this is a future in which there is a religion because people talk about saints
1: yeah the and the, the prayer at the end it says about the, the saints of the stars or something like that doesn't it mm.
0: yes that's a bit of a new thing
1: Mm. So obviously, one the Doctor's familiar with as well. She joins in, doesn't she? Yes. Not sure
0: how I feel about that.
1: Yeah, I felt like that. I, I felt like that. Some, a couple of times in the in the Steven Moffat era, when um, the Doctor would say, "For God's sake," just like it doesn't feel quite right.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I know, obviously, um, that uh, the Doctors will use different kind of human colloquialisms, but yeah, that just uh, just didn't feel right somehow.
0: I mean, in gridlock, when um, they're all singing their hymns as well, that's. uh, Yeah. And it's nice, but it's like that's something for them, and the doctor doesn't necessarily feel the need to join in with it. Yeah.
1: uh, I suppose the message of this is about kind of travelling safely through the stars and that kind of thing, isn't it? That um, the doctor would be on board with. Mm. So here they are gonna choose the the baby's name as avocado pear
0: <laughs> after the ancient earth hero. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, I meant to look this up whether it, whether it was a fruit or a vegetable. Actually, see <laughs> so who was right. Hmm. I don't know, does it have seeds and avocado pear? I'm not sure.
0: It's got a big stone in the middle of it.
1: Ah, so it's a fruit then, isn't it?
0: Uh, I suppose it is, really. Yeah, I think of it more as a fruit, I guess. Yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> I decided to keep him after all. Mm. Uh, we didn't find out too much about Yost, did we? We don't know what his job is or. No. very much there, but. So, yeah, just kind of a nice, easy-going guy. Yeah, sort of. Fair.
0: Gets a bit carried away on holiday yeah, with the yeah. holiday romances,
1: but. Bit yeah. reckless, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and this is the end of Ronan. He's just, this is going to shut down now. Mm.
0: And he is very well cast with
1: the mm. cut, sort of chiselled features that he has. Yeah, yeah. And have you have you seen the um, the TV show Humans? Mm, yeah. Uh, with the, the synths on that, yeah, he's got that sort of vibe, hasn't he? Of um, yeah, kind of uh, very perfect features and and not a lot of uh, expression. Yeah, the saints of all the stars and the constellations. Yeah. As we get the prayer here, yeah. uh, but I suppose it's the uh, the message about hope, isn't it? That um, they've had throughout the episode uh, when she said this, um, that she's a, a doctor of all these things, like Lego, um, which is quite mm-hmm. funny. <laughs> and and hope <laughs> mainly hope. A yeah.
0: doctor of Lego.
1: Well. Yeah. Uh, the space station's quite, um, it's quite a lot like um, the the one from the end of the world, isn't it? The, um, the Eccleston episode. Is yes, sort of, uh, yeah. That's I mean, that's a,
0: quite a classic design, though. I mean, that's been uh, yeah. similar in a lot of other science fiction, too, that kind of...
1: 2001, a, isn't it? It's got a, a bit like yeah. that as well, yeah. And
0: so another historical story next week.
1: Yeah, looking forward to that one, yeah, Demons of the Punjab. Mm. Yeah, it's um it's good they're going for that uh possibly slightly more educational, historical as well.
0: Yeah, I mean there's nothing wrong yeah. with that going back to Doctor Who's roots. Mm.
1: Yeah, if it's uh, especially yeah, kind of you know, if it's an era that um, kids aren't that familiar with or don't know that much about, so it's good. So yeah, how did you enjoy that one overall?
0: Yeah, I I liked it very much. Visually stunning, some very interesting ideas, a cute but dangerous alien, and um, some very nice performances. Yeah, I I liked it very much.
1: Been a a bit. Divisive, it seems like, on Twitter, hasn't it? uh... Well,
0: yes. I mean, people saying it's the worst Doctor Who episode ever. It isn't. No. (laughs) Um, Newsflash, it really, really (laughs) isn't. It is a perfectly decent standalone story with some nice character development, a small cast, but very well used. Mm -hmm. Beautiful effects, beautiful lighting, some lovely moments. Um, if people don't like seeing the doctor vulnerable, injured, making mistakes, well, um, the doctor isn't a demigod. The doctor isn't a superhero in that way. The doctor no. is has had a long and complicated life. And
1: <laughs> so that's it. Yeah, it's it's interesting to uh, to, to see that little bit vulnerable and off guard as well, isn't it?
0: Um, mm. and making
1: mistakes as well when she tries to get them to turn the ambulance around and, and things like that um, not
0: realising she's on a ship, I mean going back to uh, the magician's apprentice mm. where um, yes uh, the doctor and Missy figure out straight away that the gravity in the ship is real and not artificial and that they're not in a ship they're on a planet, they're on Scarrow but uh, you know, this doctor didn't figure this out because she was injured and worried about her ship and worried yeah. about her companions and had just been blown up
1: yeah and in terms of a judgement as well that initially her first thought was getting back to the TARDIS mm. regardless of the fact that there were other people on board that, that needed yeah. to require medical help
0: uh, yes but she was accepted being called out on that, she accepted being corrected mm. I mean that sort of takes us back to um waters of mars to a certain degree yeah where the doctor thinks he can save everybody and take them all back home and it'll all be all right but uh, it wasn't really his right to rewrite history in that way
1: no
0: uh, i mean one of the most prevailing images from that episode for me apart from the uh Beautiful antimatter drive. Was the expression on the face of the pudding as so he flies off into space with a massive explosion in his belly? Yeah. It was like such a happy little chappy.
1: Yeah, and an antimatter explosion at that as well. That's uh, uh, that's huge. Isn't mm. it? That's uh, yeah,
0: yeah. Almost worth having one of those around in case you have any pesky hand grenades you need to deal with in future.
1: Yeah, yeah. Good to have uh, used them in the Time War, I guess, couldn't they? They, they made short work of the Daleks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> How many Daleks could one of those eat? Uh, <laughs> I don't know.
1: Uh, that's what we want to see in in series twelve: the uh, the Bating versus the Daleks,
0: <laughs> or <a> Cybermen. <clears throat> yeah, yeah,
1: that'd be pretty cool. Cool. Uh, so before we before we sign off, uh, where can we find you on Twitter?
0: I am at cup of tea 69
1: and you've got a
0: poetry blog i have yes but um only read it if you really really want to i mean i'm still learning trying to be a little bit creative
1: and uh, well i very much enjoy it
0: well thank you very much you're very kind and um of course at the moment we're both working on um an audio player as well, aren't we? Perhaps yes.
1: The final talk game. some more
0: about that the other time. Yeah. The other time.
1: Um, yeah, that's that's going to be out early next year, I think. Uh, so that's uh, yeah, third Doctor's story written by Chris mcEwen uh, So, yeah, we'll definitely uh, do some more coverage of that uh, when it's released.
0: Yes, um, I will be playing Elizabeth Shaw.
1: Excellent. I can't wait uh, to hear your parts in that.
0: Yes, I've got a lot of lines to record. I'm hoping be doing that in the next couple of weeks
1: yeah me too, I need to I need to get on with that as well, I'm playing uh, Jeremy Thorpe yes I'm sort of the, uh, very interested to hear the, uh, the finished product
0: oh yes, yeah. I think it's going to come together beautifully it looks like yeah. um, Chris has got some very very talented people on board yes. so uh, yeah. I'm very happy to be a part of this project
1: yeah. and I think the scripts are really good uh, I think I've read about the first five now out of seven
0: Yes, yeah, so you can really hear the voices of um, of the characters. It's captured their dialogue and their method of speaking very well.
1: Yeah, yes, definitely. Yeah, and the rapport they've got, excellent. So uh, I was going to say, your poetry is at thedenisperson.wordpress.com.
0: Yes, thank you.
1: I will put a link in that in short link to that in the show notes. You can find every episode of Trap One at Trap One com, including all of Yay. Denise's <laughs> it took me a few goes to say that uh, including all of Denise's previous appearances uh, you can find me on Twitter as at trap1 underscore like the trap1 page on Facebook and please consider leaving a rating on iTunes
0: a nice one
1: yes or you can just go on and, and just select a number of stars you don't even have to write anything Uh, If you tune in next time, I'll be watching Demons of the Punjab with Simon Iberson and his daughter from the brilliant Dad-Daughter-Doctor blog.
0: Ooh, Um, that'll be good.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to to, to speaking to those guys. Uh, And that podcast will be out on the Saturday after the episode airs. Thank you very much for listening and goodbye.
0: Goodbye.